What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy Podcast. I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm in the garage. And we have a killer episode because I started a crazy challenge last year. It really feels like it was yesterday. When I was in Florida, I said, I'm going to read 52 books this year. And I'm not someone who's ever been a bookworm. I never read for fun. I read a lot, but only business books, only self-growth books. I didn't read any fiction, nothing at all like that. But I'm like, I'm going to set a crazy goal, see if I can meet it. And I'm delighted to say I have. I actually probably will be finishing my 52 book, uh, my 52nd book today on the way home, which will be cool. And as always, we like to go one more. So we'll see if we can squeeze in one more book past that. But last year, we had made an episode kind of saying our biggest reflections of the year. Um, And it was a really, really strong episode. I don't think the title was that captivating. So the viewership wasn't as high. But this year, I kind of want to take a second to reflect back on my top lessons from doing all this reading. Kyle has also done a lot of reading. He's We talk about these things. I think whenever I get excited about idea, I usually tell him about it. So the way we're going to structure this is I didn't want to just explain each book and give you a short summary of what it is. I find that boring. I watch a YouTube video of it and it almost put me to sleep. It was hard to get through. So instead, I broke it into 10 big themes that will really be impactful and powerful for you into the new year and all components of life. Um, And before we get into that, I really just wanted to start by kind of just saying that reading in itself is powerful. I guess that's my first one actually is that reading is powerful. It really provides you more insight outlook and thought to areas you may not have explored. I even think biographies, uh, sometimes they can be a little more boring, but they can be really interesting. Even I made Kyle read this book. I think it scarred him a bit and it was probably not his most exciting read, but it's really cool learning about people of the past, their story, their journeys, what worked well for them, what was perhaps their demise, where they went wrong. And even reading in general, like if you want to get better finance or you want to get better with fitness but whatever it is there's so much knowledge that can be gained from it and I know a lot of people will say I'm not a reader I like audio I'm listening to your podcast and if that's the case I mean keep listening to us but also explore things like audiobooks audible was a great way I went about this I actually did probably half actual physical books half audiobooks and I really liked having that spread between the two and a lot of my notes come from the physical books especially the Kindle books I picked up a Kindle this year and it has been amazing because you can read before bed. And to those of you that have a hard time really transitioning from being awake to like being tired and sleeping, I highly recommend reading like a self-growth personal development book before bed. It'll put you out like a rock, like reading 10 pages about finance or self-development or whatever it may be. It just kind of, it will wipe you out. And you'll get the plus. They say a lot of what you focus on before you fall to bed is what your brain will really reprocess and think about. So if you're filling it full of big think, motivation, and knowledge, there will be so much to be gained there. Uh, So yeah, that was kind of the structure of what I did. And a lot of this will be some quotes and thoughts I had, and then it'll be fun to get Kyle to add on it. So the first is that reading is powerful. And then these were a few quotes I really liked about this. And that was that, always spend money on books. I never viewed books as an expense. That's an investment to me. So even for me, the reason we are where we are today is because we started reading, reading books and really figuring out the business side of things, really learning about how the world works, how systems and all this. Every book I've ever got has been an investment. And I think there's almost no better return than an actual book because you're going to invest in your mind, your knowledge, your ability. And for like $20, $30, it's crazy. Like if you're holding off getting books because of the price, you are missing out. 
Plus, there's a lot of opportunities past that. You can go to your library. But case in point, buy books and actually read them. I know a lot of people will buy them and not read them. But I'm telling you, you will get so much more value. You'll get the craziest return on investment from reading. And then another one from a book I read on finance said that the most important skill for getting rich is becoming a perpetual learner. And even Charlie Munger himself is talking about how there's never anything, like one of the best things you can do is always be reading. Bill Gates read like a dozen books on vacation one time. Like all the uber, uber successful people are just reading, learning, absorbing. And if you wanna get better in any aspect of life, I highly recommend you do get into reading. And then another one I read too, another actual point I liked, and this hit me earlier in the year, is the truth is I don't read for self-improvement. I read out of curiosity interest the best books are the one you'll devour and i like this quote a lot from the val Ravi camp because i think too often we'll try to read books that are impressive to other people or that other people say you need to read that don't interest you but any reading to me is good reading and as long as you're not using it to like put things off like even fiction for me has been fun reading a bit because being immersed in a new world learning like a different journey really just working through a book improving your diction there's so much to be gained out of it and like on upon reflection of my journey these were all really good things. And the last fun quote I had was, books make for great friends because the best thinkers of the last few thousand years tell you their nuggets of wisdom. And it's like, even for me, like I wanna skim through things sometimes. And I'm like, imagine you had this person, like you had like the Gandhi or something, like sitting in front of you, giving you his top tips. You'd be dialed in, you'd have a piece of paper. It'd cost you a ton of money to get that audience. With books, we get that opportunity, but we take it for granted. So I really think reframing your attitude towards reading is important. And you can do it in audiobook, like an audio form. You can do it at your own pace. But really doing it for you, your self-interest, doing things that you enjoy will make it so, so much better. And then before we get into the following nine tips, I'll share kind of my best books of the year. So for my best fitness book, I actually had none. I didn't read any fitness books. Unfortunately, like... There's really a big hole here and who knows, maybe me and Kyle will write like a fit, healthy, happy book one day. Who knows? Because there isn't a ton of books I really respect. There's a few that are okay, but I find a lot of them are gimmicky and they'll really lean into like one study that was done six years ago and really blow it out of proportion. And they can just be so opinionated and emotional that it really lacks a lot of the ben uh, benefit in my opinion. So I've really regretted most fitness books I read. Like I read The 4-Hour Body and it was just like kind of gimmicky and little quick hacks and this and that. I was like, okay, well, this is why I don't read these types of books. Um, but the best thought-provoking book I read was The Alamac of Naval Ravikant. Uh, he's just a big thinker and he's actually a billionaire who also is really self-invested in fitness, health, his relationships. And he spends a lot of time talking about how those things are more valuable to him even past money. So this book was amazing to me and he didn't even write this book. Other people wrote this book about him, which is cool from his tweet storms, from his interviews. And I actually got this book for Kyle. I got it for my brother. I got it for a bunch of people and I loved handing these out. And I think they all too got a lot from it. I think the best mindset book as I look back through my list was Discipline Equals Freedom by Jocko Willink. And the reason I say it was the best, it was just so short and snappy, not really like a big, crazy detailed book. And for this challenge, some of my books were smaller. They're only a couple hundred pages and really big text. And some of them were like 1500 pages. It was all over, but it's not a 
competition of who can read the biggest, craziest books. Like I said, it's what you'll get from them. And like reading this every morning, I kept it beside my desk for like a couple weeks, like just the fire he would spit. And like, it just makes me like, all right, I got to toughen up. I got to get after it. And it's a really good kind of fun visual book. It's all in black and white. I, I just thought it was really cool. And I found I actually got a lot from it. I've mentioned some of the principles of like, if you're hungry, it's okay to be hungry. You're not going to die. Like when you don't want to do it, just say, or you want to take a rest day or you want to skip something, say, I'll do it tomorrow. And then when tomorrow comes, chances are you won't want to do it because you did it today. Like there was just some really great things that resonated with me. Finance books, you know, me and Kyle love, we're always really trying to research on that. The best two I would say are the psychology of money. This was actually a reread for me, but I think this was really broken down quite well. And I'm actually going to give more finance tips from the books later on, but it's a fantastic book. I recommend everyone read. And then a good mindset finance book is Die With Zero by Bill Perkins. And it really kind of reframes your thoughts towards money and the importance of investing in experiences. Once again, we will get into this later. Best fiction book, which was a new category for me, was The Will of the Many by James Islington. I think it came out this year. It was just really fun. It was action-packed. It took a lot of twists and turns, and it's like a dystopian kind of sci-fi type book. I find I really tend to like those because I find them so different from reality, and they make for really interesting stories. And then the best series, and I've only read a few series this year, but was The Red Rising Saga. I thought that was a lot of fun, and it's very similar to the other. It's like dystopian sci-fi. So if that's your thing, I'd definitely recommend checking it out. But case in point, that's me on reading. Um, and then we're going to get into our first tip, and then we'll have Kyle kind of react to all the tips and add some of his thoughts, But or anything you want to add. No, honestly, I'm actually excited because I'm taking notes here and uh, Josh has read a lot of things that I haven't read and I'm just like, ooh, the will of many James. Let me look into this and <laughs> see, if, see if I like it. And what's cool is there's so many different things that you can go down and uh, I read before a book called Line by Sam Harris. I just started listening to it again. And, you know, it's cool because it just gets you thinking. I'm like, oh, like he talks about white lies, like how you should never do that, you know, never lie to someone, right? And you get these different thoughts where you can apply it to become just a better person. And like, what's so cool about this list is there's a million different things that just like, okay, I'm going to like just finance, you know, growth. Like the, I really just recommend doing so many different things, seeing what you enjoy, what sticks with you. And I'm excited to keep taking notes here. Incredibly well said. And for the second, the big tip, um, and one thing that really stuck in my mind for this year was the concept of being present. So I started this book challenge by reading the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. Um, I believe I said that right as a hard book to read. Like I remember reading like two pages of it and I'm just sit there thinking and it's a little bit out there. It's a little bit crazy. It's all about like enlightenment and all these different things. But what I really generated from it was just the importance of the present moment. All you have is the present moment. If you think about it and you want to get a little out there, there is no future. The past is the past. Like you only have the now and even you reflecting on the past is in your present. So case in point, you really want to learn to be in that moment and not be someone who's only like, Oh, I'll be happy once I have this. Once I'm 60, I'm going to tour the world and live my dreams. I'll do my fitness later. And instead, like to really just enjoy where you are now, to be aware, to take in, to be grounded in your reality. And from that book, uh, well, from another book I read called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen, he had said that man's mind may be likened to a garden, which may be intelligently cultivated or allowed to run wild. And I see that too. You can either kind of just be thinking of a million things, be thinking about the future, being anxious, being stressed, or you can really just tend to what you need to, pull those weeds, be present, really do one thing at a time. And then from Eckhart Tolle, he said, realize deeply that the present moment is all you have 
have. Make the now the primary focus of your life. And that really just got me thinking and I just really made a point to be intentional, to take a deep breath, to appreciate the trees, to appreciate a sunrise, like as gimmicky as it sounds, even I know some other people like Chris Williamson had mentioned when he drove, he had a leather steering wheel and to really feel present and be locked in while driving, he would just run his fingers over the grooves in the leather just to really have that awareness of that moment. And these little things seem dorky and kind of odd, but when you work on it, I find it really does improve your mindset and your attitude. And even going past that, the power of now, like even a book summary I had for this in general, shows you that every minute you spend worrying about the future or regretting the past is a minute lost because the only place you can truly live is the present, the now which is why the book offers actionable strategies to start living every minute as it occurs and becoming 100% present in and of your life. So life really is a series of present moments. Most pain is a result of things you can't change by living in the past, being upset with things that have long gone, overstressing yourself about the future. One thing one of my clients, Jeremy, says to me, and it's stuck to my head and I've been repeating it like crazy, is don't be anxious, um, be organized. And I've been working on that more and more because sometimes it's like, oh, I got a million things, this and that, like what's going on? And instead of like having that anxiety, it's like, how can I prepare for this circumstance? How can I be more alert? How can I be more aware? How can I let go of things in the past? So this was a big one for me. And I think this is something everyone can always be aware of, especially in a world where our attention is being pulled for from so many directions. So being present, I know Kyle is big on this too. So I'm curious to see what you have to add. Yeah, I honestly, to me, there's a lot of things that I've learned in life. And I just, I feel like I've always been all over the place where I just, my brain doesn't stop thinking. And I feel like the second that I started learning that that concept, it actually started with stillness is key by, um, I forget his name. Uh, Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday. So that's a great book as well. That was a great book. And what I liked about that, it was, it was very like dumbed down for me and it was just very simple. And it just, once I started learning that principle, I'm like, man, I have been messing up like so many years of just like kind of not paying attention to these little things. And I feel like ever since that, I'm still never perfect with it, but it has truthfully changed my life because if you're not present, it's just, it's such a bad just a bad habit, but I'm excited to give this one a try because now that I actually tried it through audiobook and through book like many years ago, like through a regular book and it just, it didn't sit with me. I just, I had a very hard time with it, but because now that I've started to gather more information on this subject, I'm more interested in it. I've done Ryan Holiday's book first. I'm excited to give it another go. So yeah, I'm going to put that on my list for this year. And uh, I thought, I think those were some great tips as well. Yeah. And like some books are hard. Some books will be way more entertaining than others some you're really gonna have to like sip through slowly digest on like a fine wine like it's it's very different in that sense and that's something I've really I try to challenge myself with this year because in the past like I just had no interest in fiction books I love a good story but I just never found one that interests me I felt like I wasn't being productive or reading a self-growth but now I've enjoyed that variety I also tried some biographies um, and as I mentioned the book uh, the banana king about Sen Murray uh, it was such a good book and it's called the fish that ate the whale um, but it also was really boring at times it was a really harsh biography about the early 1900s maybe the late 1800s I can't remember and truthfully about bananas and a fun fact is banana are actually a berry they're not a fruit so now you know that when I learned that I kept saying it to everyone and bugging people about it and Kyle did go through it as well but like 
this book too. And that's why I'm curious even to have him add on to it. But the concept I got from San Zenmaray was he was just a lonesome immigrant who ended up pretty much becoming one of the richest people in all the world by importing bananas, by really like bringing bananas to America. And like what I took from this is don't be afraid to take on giants, whether it's people that are bigger and scarier than you, or it's crazy dreams that people say there's no way in the world you can do because like life takes twists and turns. And a quote I wrote down from the book that actually isn't a quote from the book. It was like a summary of what I thought, but it just hit me. And it's something I look back on the other day. I'm like, Ooh, I love this is dream big, be an optimist, challenge the norm, become unstoppable. And I just love that too, because it's amazing seeing too, how you can get knocked down. You can stand up, you can do the impossible. There's even a point where they were all in a boardroom and they were all making fun of him. He was giving suggestions, telling them they're all running the company to the ground. And they were all making fun of him, the big wings. And little did they know, he actually bought back the company. And after that, he's basically like, F you, you're fired. It was like a crazy move like for this mega corporation. And like it took on United Fruit. It was pretty crazy. And even one thing I learned from him, if you want to get great knowledge in something, you should learn all the components of the trade. So for him, he learned cleaning, scouting, peddling, learning, lobbying. He literally would go and farm for bananas where there was like, like crazy snakes and scorpions and they'd be in the banana bush and all these different things. And he did all the components of the trade. And what's cool too, is you can also learn a lot of mistakes they made. He was such a harsh and intense businessman that he also made a lot of enemies. He drew away some of his families and there can be push and pull in that. And that's where books, I think you can learn a lot of what to do, what to avoid. And you can learn from these really, really incredible stories of people. And we have a great opportunity to do that through reading. So I really thought that was awesome. And then also past that, like the concept of finding fulfillment. And even what I loved was the quote, the simplest tool I know to finding fulfillment is being open to fulfillment. And that was from Marshall Goldsmith. That was another book I read called The Earned Life. And I just thought it was pretty cool. And adding on that, he had said, a man cannot directly choose his circumstances, but he can choose his thoughts. And so indirectly yet surely shape his circumstances. And that's from As a Man Think If, as I mentioned earlier before. But case in point, no matter where you are in life, even if you're really, really far off from your goal. You think something's impossible. Like you can take on giants. And that's really what I drew from that. And that was a theme I thought was cool. Even for me, like doing 52 books was a giant goal. It was crazy. The thought of saying one day I'm going to learn to deadlift 600 pounds. I'm going to run a marathon. Like these things can seem impossible, but it's amazing when you get into that journey, you can really see it come through. And I think you can get fulfillment too in realizing that you are unstoppable. You can do whatever you set your mind to. And that was kind of a common theme I pulled from a lot of different positions in these books. And yeah, I'm curious to hear what Kyle has to say there. Yeah, what's like really cool, and I know Josh was uh, really talking highly of the Sam the Banana book, and I think what was really cool about it, and this is what I am excited for, is to even do more biographies this year of just people who have made it work no matter what, and even this guy for the specific example, I just remember so many moments where it was just like, a million different battles and so many different ups and downs and just, you know, those he's built some, he built something incredible within his business, but there was just a million different moments where it's just like, you know, he had to deal with this and then he had to find a way to go around this. And there's just so many different things within that. And I just think it's so inspiring because I can apply that to our journey in some way or another. I'm sure a lot of people can as well. And I think a lot of times people don't realize like how many ups and downs there will be. And then also just those times where it's like, he could just quit and say, well, it's not working, but then he finds a way. And that's, what's so cool about these types of 
books and even just a lot of biographies when you hear about something that someone's overcome and you know even here like I've got some lessons written down from there like he was talking about some lessons for 1899 how to survive businesses you know you have to get big to survive you have to control supply you have to diversify and there's all these different tips and just for now like you can apply those things so well and obviously some books can be older and some lessons could be older but all those things still stay so true and some of the best books come from those like old and you know they're the first ones who who came up with it and it's uh, very inspiring for sure yeah and there's a lot of wisdom like kyle said if something was true 200 years ago it's probably and it's still true today it's probably something you should pay attention to and really learn about and i thought that was a cool component and it can be really easy to only fixate on new books and i'm guilty of this too because i do prefer newer language it's easier to read but sometimes too like even though some of these books can perhaps be harder to get through they can be so valuable and they can challenge your mindset and like even i completely forgot about that he a big point was being big and being able to present yourself as being big and really just there's so many good points in that and that was a really good read and then in terms of achieving your potential doing the work this is more alleyway uh this is definitely our thing the first thing i love was from atomic habits and i actually mentioned this on monday on our monday episode a few days ago if you haven't heard that yet and that was to stop fixating on the end goal which you don't control and instead focus on the process and even for me because we had been asked on the monday episode what's one regret you had and i think the reason i've enjoyed the process so much is because i've enjoyed every moment of it i remember being in school messaging everyone on my facebook to watch a youtube video and to share it to their wall i remember like filming our videos in the gym when people would like point and laugh at us for filming or get upset about it and like we were kind of ahead of our time in that sense but we had an idea of where we wanted to be and starting our coaching and helping people and seeing the result of that and really seeing that come to where it was today and the really truth is like if you can love the process you'll get so much further they say the man who loves walking will destroy the person who's only trying to walk to get to a destination so the more you can love the process the better it can be and then in terms of that too it's just a lot of the times it comes down to doing the work and setting your sights bigger and braver and i read a book by cameron haynes called endure and he had mentioned the further you push the more people you leave behind the farther you go, the fewer who will be willing to go with you. And sometimes it can be lonely, like leveling up, challenging your ideas. People can tease you for it. I remember even when I started all this and Kyle, we used to always get like made fun of for it a little bit. Um, and it's amazing to see how far that comes. But you also need to know if you're doing something for you that's helping you become better, you're growing, you're setting an example, people will push back on that because it can be uncomfortable to them that you're improving, that you're doing more. But ultimately, like you got to be able to do that. You got to be able to push yourself forward. And even one thing I love too uh, from Sam, uh, from Sam the Banana Man, one quote was uh, the author had mentioned he believed in the transcendent power of physical labor that a man can free his soul only by exhausting his body. And I love this quote because I even have another quote kind of put. It's called my growth plan. It's just a bunch of motivational quotes and thoughts. And one of them was something along the lines of like, get out in the gym, lift weights so you can't know more, uh, put on your shoes and run till your legs fall off, or something along those lines. And like when we're so exhausted from just having a great physical outlet, like you just feel euphoria, you feel the endorphins, you feel fantastic. And a lot of the times it can be hard sometimes day to day doing these things, but by doing the hard and choosing hard, you can get better, you can grow, you can reach more and more towards your potential. And a lot of times it does take work for you to do that. It's learning to love the process. And yeah, those are my takeaways there. 
Yeah, well said, man. I don't have anything to add there. Those are great quotes for sure. All right. Next, we have having a personal impact. So you as an individual leaving your impact on the world. As we mentioned, I read some great biographies. I've read great books from amazing authors of the past. And I have a few things to share about that. So the first quote I have is take a second and ask yourself why the world is better because you are in it. And when you do this too, you'll realize how much of an impact you have. Maybe you're a great uncle, maybe you're a great um, sister to someone, maybe you're an amazing friend, maybe you're doing amazing things and helping a ton of people. And I think when you look at it this way too, you realize that you do have unique skills and it is important to realize that you are your own unique person and you have your own purpose, your own desires. And then even ask yourself, like, what do you want to do? Like, how can you make the world better? And even another quote I loved, I can't remember what book I uh, pulled it from, what it was that even the greatest feel like imposters own it. And even seeing all these great minds, these super successful people, there's imposter syndrome for everyone. So even if you feel that way, just know that's part of the journey and really learn to love it and just keep doing what you need to do to have your personal impact. And even a quote from Cameron Haynes I loved was, if you're not giving it all you got, you ain't honoring the gift of your life. And I just love that too, because that concept that David Goggins has spoken to this, that maybe, you know, you're getting judged one day and you're in your grave and they, they read off like Kyle, um, over 10,000 transformations, a podcast with a billion listens, amazing YouTube, uh, great opportunity to give the charity, like all these different things. And then Kyle's like, that's not me. Like I was living this other life. Like I'm an HVAC tech. I hate my life. I go party on the weekends and that's my life. But like instead by doing that work, doing those hard things, overcoming that discomfort, he's realized his personal impact. And even for you, you got to say like, are you on track with that? Are you giving all you can to your potential? Are you staying fit and healthy so you can be the best dad you can for your kids, the best mom? Are you being the best friend you can be? Are you able to do the things you want to do in life? And like, I think the concept of having a personal impact is a big theme within these books. And yeah, I'm pumped for what Kyle has to say. Honestly, that's probably one of the biggest things that fuels me day to day, uh, just that keeps me motivated. And I love hearing that thing that Josh mentioned, that David Goggins uh, impact story, because I'm just like, man, just we all have so much potential. And I think it's so important to not just like do things for ourselves, but just for those around. And like, I always envision that. I know it's pretty deep, but just that thought of, you know, just inspiring so many people and you know the time that I do potentially go which will be hopefully far in the future I think it's just such an inspiring thing to just think of the impact that you can have and uh, I absolutely love that for sure so number six is on personal finance I love personal finance books because there's such a realm of them there's some that will tell you to spend all your money, live your life while you can. There's some that'll tell you to pinch every penny, never have another coffee out. There's so many aspects to it and similar to fitness, I think it's really realizing what works for you, what's sustainable and what will really just be effective long-term. And I think finance books have really helped guide me to make good decisions throughout my life and Kyle just the same. So we have a lot to add here. And the first thing I wanna start this with is if you secretly despise wealth, it will elude you. And this is from Naval Ravikant. But I love this too. I do believe too, like even he had mentioned a lot of people will low-key kind of not want it or they'll feel bad about it or they'll say it's not good to do these things or money is the root of all evil, all these different things. But money can be used for good or it can be used for bad. And you can really have a great impact by improving your personal finance. And even one thing I've worked on is experiences. And actually one of the best things you can get with your money is being charitable, is giving, is taking care of other people and really just offering more opportunity in your life. So this is something I really loved. And another thing 
thing you had mentioned was playing iterated games. All the returns in life, whether in wealth, relationships, or knowledge, come from compound interest. So compound interest is everything. Any financial advisor will tell you, start early, let it compound. Money that compounds just does some crazy things, and the compounding effect is one of the most insane things in life. I think Albert Einstein said it was one of the most powerful uh, effects in the world. If it wasn't him, it was some other great mind. But to the point of starting early, in the book Die With Zero, Bill Perkins mentions the opposite. He says a lot of people will be too quick to in their life earlier on, in your 20s, your 30s, where you have the most ability, maybe you have more time, maybe you have less responsibility, while those maybe in their late like 17, 18, 19, 20, early 20s, maybe when you have left going on, maybe you do have less money, but you have more opportunity to invest in experiences, to go to Europe for two years, to uh, do some crazy trip, to really do fun different things. So he mentioned the other side of of course, it's good to build your wealth, but it's also important to make sure you're doing your experiences. And too often, people will not really do much. They'll pinch pennies and they'll wait till they're 60, 70, 80. And even for me, I asked like my bocce, that's Ukrainian for grandma, uh, the other day if she was going to visit my parents in Florida because they're down there right now. And she said, like, it's just not possible at their age for them to get out there. And it's just so easy to have this conception of what we're going to be able to do later in life, but we don't know that's going to happen. In another book, the author said his dad died at 52. He didn't expect that at all, but there's a lot of things he left that he didn't want to do. And I'm not saying throw away all your money, but you want to balance these two things where later in life, your earning yield should go up. It's the way, just how it works in your career, your net worth, all that will improve as you get older if you're making educated decisions. But there is less opportunity for opportunity. He mentioned, or sorry, to do the things you want because it's harder to hike up like the uh, the stairs in Spain when you're 70 versus when you're 20. Or for me and Kyle to go ski the Alps. I'm already noticing with our friends, we're 28. A lot of people won't want to do stuff. They'll be in pain. They're not perhaps living their healthiest life. And it really does limit that opportunity. Just the same, you said Vegas will be more fun in your 40s than it will in your 20s because you probably have more financial opportunity, less stress, less risk, less responsibility in that sense. Um, so it's a really great concept and that's where I like entertaining both sides of this from the really be frugal, be intelligent, have no debt. Then some people will say leverage is wealth and like there's so many different sides to this and that's where I think you can read and create your own personal plan just make sure it is educated. Um, but even me and Kyle mentioned too, I've read books where maybe I'll only agree with 5% of it. I'll disagree with 95% of it. But I think keeping an open mind, pulling out the knowledge you can, that's important to you. And even maybe further cementing your position of something and even entertaining something new and seeing if it can change your mind. I think being malleable in that sense is how you can actually get smarter. You don't want to just get stuck in preset notions that you just defend because it's something you've been told your whole life. And that's something I'm really big on. So that's why I read a variety of finance books. Um, and then another quote I loved um, from the psychology of money is there are no get rich quick schemes. There's just someone else trying to get rich off you. So too often it's easy to be allured by things that you're gonna make a ton of money super fast. Like even if you look at the lottery, very low chances of winning and it's actually kind of like a tax unfortunately on more disadvantaged populations. And just the same with fitness, they prey on people who want it the most, um, the easiest. So it's a lot more appealing if I'm 400 pounds, I know I have a long way to go for me to just take fat burners and think that that's gonna solve everything. But that's not the way it works unfortunately. 
it takes work it takes effort and fitness and finance are like parallels they're like twins that are slightly different like there's so many things alike in both of them so it's really really important you focus on that and one thing i love too from naval ravikant in terms of like making more money and one of the best ways to do it is he had mentioned no one can compete with you on being you escape competition through authenticity and this is something me and kyle have worked too we've tried to be other people and mirror perhaps how they are in the fitness industry and stuff but by being yourself no one is better at being you than you and oftentimes you have unique skills and abilities as we mentioned before in personal impact to provide great value to the world and oftentimes like money just gets an exchange it's things you can use to buy other people's time and resources and you'll get more money if you provide more value so that's something i'm really big on pump for what cal has to add on yeah, I, I listen and read to so many of these different types of books, uh, especially when Josh recommends it. And I just, I really do think it's so amazing to be able to listen to all the different types of people and principles. And, you know, I think a lot of times people will have their message and they'll stick with it because that's what they're known for, you know, such as Dave Ramsey with his pay off all debt. Like that's just what he's known for. You know, Grant Cardone, this guy, he's just big think like motivation, you know, get out there, invest real estate, all this other stuff. And I, I'm not the biggest fan, like in fitness, when you get too many different, um, thought processes, it can be very hard. Like, you know, if you listen to someone who's keto, then someone's intermittent fasting, then someone's flexible dieting, and there's a million different things. It can be very confusing. And I think it is important though, to be able to look at some people's like thought process and ask what it is that I guess they're saying and like why and be able to be like, okay, well, I'm going to take this from that. But then from this person, I'm not going to. And I think that's where some people struggle is they'll just like not really think about it. They're just like, all right, well, I'll just follow it blindly. And that's where like you, these books are amazing because they really get you to think. And even within finances, like I've been really enjoying, like Josh said, like taking a look at what each person says, why they say it, applying different types of things, even the die with zero principle, like how he just talks about the different time buckets in your life where, you know, between 20 and 30, there's specific things that you should do and that you won't be able to do in the future. Same with 30 and 40, because you'll have a little bit more money at that time. You'll still be, you know, pretty fit as well. Um, there's different things there. And there's just so many, like, I'm just, I'm such an experienced oriented person from that. And I'm just always thinking, you know what? Let's just live life. Let's not be silly. But now I can take some tips that have been applied from this other guy who says invest, but then also, you know, do the experience side of things. So it's nice to be able to combine all that stuff. And uh, that was very well said. Yeah. And then even adding on that, the next one is really thinking your decisions through. I think really being calculated and spending time getting a variety of sources. But like Kyle said, you do need to be careful if you're someone, as soon as you read it, you see it as fact. Like it does take some critical thinking. And I guess that is one component of my university degree I'm thankful for. I can't say I really use pretty much anything I studied. I studied criminology in university um, towards what I do now, but really taking a plethora of opinion and creating a thought from that and pulling different advantages from different situations. But if you're looking for a great finance book to start, I would definitely recommend the psychology of money. I think it's a really good starting principle that gets you kind of thinking on a bigger scale, as opposed to telling you how to save an extra five bucks a day. And I think it really gets your mind in the right place. So I would recommend that. But as I said, number seven is thinking decisions through. So even I have a quote here, we waste our time with short-term thinking and busy work. Warren Buffett spends a year deciding and a day acting. That act lasts decades. So I think it's really understanding what your goals are, really spending time goal setting, really knowing what you're working towards and really dedicating yourself to that, I just think is so important. And I think with a lot of these books, you can get pulled around and 
you can maybe want to do too many things at once, but I think really having a singularity of focus, making really educated decisions, really adding weight to them was something I really drew from this. And then we'll go on to number eight, which is just emotion relationships. So a lot of them would touch into this. And I think a lot of authors, especially as they get later in their journey, especially as they see a lot of success, spend more time reflecting on this. And I know people that can be overly driven can have that take away from other things. But one book I read that was really different for me and it was a little bit, got a little boring near the end, but I did think it was pretty cool was The Atlas of the Heart by Renee Brown. Once again, like it's hard. I wouldn't necessarily recommend these books to everyone, but if someone's struggling with something, I'd be like, oh, check this out. And that book really just went through a plethora of emotions and she would say how like me saying I'm sad might not be representative of how I really feel and even teaching children like more complex descriptions of words because there's a lot more than like I'm angry I'm upset like you can get a lot deeper in that so I think there was a lot of merit in that book in that regard and I think really identifying how you feel and why you feel it and we've all been there we're being super salty we're like okay I'm being ridiculous I'm clearly just in a mood I just need a second and like even being able to understand that about yourself can save you a lot of pain. And one thing I love from one of the books I read, the series of fiction series, and this is where you can still get knowledge from it. The author in Red Rising had wrote, friendships take minutes to make, moments to break, and years to repair. And I thought that was just like crazy to me because you can like throw something away just by being irrational and being angry and being upset. And I think self-growth too is like being able to be the bigger person sometimes to look past that, to not let small little conflicts become huge conflicts. Like I'm sure everyone knows like family members haven't spoken to each other in 10 years, different things around that. And my big three, three biggest takeaways from this book, because I could obviously spend more time here, are that some of the most common toxic traits of all humans are comparison, internalizing anger, and disappointment. And oftentimes, too, these are things that we can personally feel that might not be founded. And the more you can learn to identify why you feel them and move past them and know, like, it's not worth it. Like, we've even mentioned before, like, road rage. Like, it's so easy to want to just get in a big fight. Even someone didn't let me merge the other day or whatever. I honked at them and I went by and then they were like waving at me and I was going to like yell at them and I'm like, this is dumb. And I just kept going and I'm like happy I did. I'm like, I wish I didn't even honk, you know, like it's not a big deal and move on. Some people are bad drivers. I even saw a study that said something like 60% of Americans identify themselves as bad drivers. And that doesn't even include people that think they're good drivers that are bad drivers. So like, it's kind of ridiculous to get mad at people for just being them. And it's like, sometimes you just got to move past it. But going on to this is to let go of negative emotions. You have to become vulnerable and allow meaningful connections to form. And I think that's great as well as having that vulnerability, really looking to have deeper connections with people as opposed to very surface level, basic things. And I think really improving the depth of friendships is important. And this was a cool book for exploring that. And then the last thing, which has been a big takeaway for me this year and just lately is knowing our emotions makes it easier to turn them into strengths and to do away with some of our weaknesses. And the more we can identify like just the type of person we are, when we feel how we feel, how we can react, how we can overreact, where we can be silly, what's important to us. I think these are all good things to explore. And it's easy to not spend time on this, but in that sense, I really did enjoy that book. And I thought that was a great takeaway. And then even a quote I shared with Kyle, I heard from The Rock was that I am and always have been a man who is made complete by those around him. And that like, once again, like even The Rock, he said he'll hire the, like or he'll only surround himself with the best people that bring him up that are experts in their field. And then together as a tribe, they all grow, they all march forward. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And what I like is just, like I said before, every book has a different theme and different uh, thought process. And even here, I like that, you know, it's a lot about 
emotions and friendships and yeah that's what's cool and you can really even get to know like what you enjoy from doing this type of challenge so i'm excited to set some big goals for myself i'm getting inspired here just listening to all this stuff and uh yeah just uh hopefully it's resonating with you well and uh let's let josh finish these last few tips yeah it's a big episode so hopefully you do enjoy it i could definitely do a number two once again there's a lot of knowledge from 52 books i probably only mentioned like six to eight of the books i've read or something like that but once again i could definitely make more of these so if you like it comment Comment down below on YouTube part two, comment on Spotify, like it, share it, let me know. And then if it does great, obviously I'll make a second one, but we got two left here. And once again, I want this to be a lot of knowledge. Number nine is about personal health. So I love the following quotes. So we have to act urgently, not only because we get closer to death every day, but also because our understanding of the world will be the first quality that disappears with age. If I can leave you with only one piece of advice to increase your probability of creating an earned life, it is this, ask for help. You need it more than you know. You would not hesitate to call a doctor if you were in extreme physical pain or a plumber if your kitchen sink was clogged or a lawyer if you feel you're in legal trouble. The biggest mistake people make is when they tell themselves, I should be able to do this on my own. And this is from The Earned Life by uh, Marshall Goldsmith. And even another quote I want to share from my fun fiction book is, a fool pulls the leaves, a brute chops the trunk, and a sage digs the roots. So adding to this, there's a smart way to do it and there's a foolish way to do it. And one of the most foolish things you can do is just say, I need to do this myself. That's a common thing we'll get. And it's like, why? Why would you not work with an expert who is gonna take away all the pain for you, is gonna show you how to get to the core of it. Don't be that person trying to take down a tree by pulling off leaves. You're gonna get nowhere. You're wasting your time. And that's where as coaches, I spend time reading books, training people. I've trained thousands of people. I've constantly am improving myself. I'm working on my knowledge and every area, even if it's not related to fitness, even by studying emotions, I can become a better coach to my clients. I can be more empathetic. I can be more understanding. And I am here as your coach to do all the work, hard work for you so that you can just call level up and really see that progress. And even Marshall Goldsmith is not a fitness coach. He's nothing like that. But he really said, if you want to earn life, if you want to see progress in life, you need someone on your side and you need to ask for help. So if you're wanting to become fitter, healthier, and happier, we want to do this for you. We guarantee your transformation. You will see five times the progress and you're going to learn how to do this for life. And the time is now. So do not put this off. I'm going to go more on in terms of the importance of healthcare as I get into this after. But like even for instance, actually, sorry, um, in Bill Perkins book, he mentioned the component of paying for healthcare in advance. It's easy as an American to say, oh, I'm just going to wait till later in life. I need a ton of money for my medical bills, all the things that have come up, high blood pressure, cholesterol, any unexpected medical expenses. Instead, work that off in advance, build a healthy body, maximize your health, mitigate your risk towards other things by taking care of yourself. I read a book uh, about longevity by Peter Atia, and the sum of it was the importance of just maintaining a healthy body weight, eating enough protein and lifting will rid you of so much of the chance of getting disease, especially serious disease. And don't wait till it's too late. Save yourself that money in advance. Insurance companies will even credit you like life insurance as well as different insurance companies in terms of gift cards and watches and different things by being healthier, by lowering your body weight, by doing all these different things. So get in front of this now. Don't wait till it's too late to hire me and Kyle. Let's do it now. Let's get you in the best shape. Let's avoid problems before they pop up. So if you're serious about seeing progress and you understand the importance of digging the roots, being a sage, making the wise choice, message us challenge on Instagram. 
will know you're from this episode and we're going to give you an incredible deal because we're so excited to help you see your results once and for all. Don't put this off. Once again, our Instagram is at Colossus Fit with the keyword challenge. The challenge is launching on the first. So you've reached out at a perfect time. We're getting started on Monday. This is the chance to do it. Rates are going up into the next year. So this is your last chance to get started. And we're only opening up four more spots for this. So the first four people to message, we're going to take on, we're going to help you out. Uh, anything you want to add there, Kyle? Just can't wait to change some of your lives and don't hesitate. Uh, we will be there for you. We guarantee your results. And yeah, we can't wait to see you do some incredible things and just change your mindset and feel your absolute best. And you know what? We're going to end that there today. It's going to be nine tips. And once again, if you want a part two, I would love to make it. I feel like I have so much to add. I realize I went pretty crazy here and it's about 40 minutes, a little longer than 40 minutes, but this episode's jam packed. And once again, I spent a lot hours and hours, hours, probably days and days and days of reading uh, this year. And like, these are the biggest takeaways and I want you to just be able to get them nice and quick. And as your coach, I can't wait to make you a perfect custom routine, assign your macros, give you the accountability and the motivation you need to be all you deserve to be. So thank you so much for tuning in everyone. If you love this episode, share it to your Instagram story. Let us know. It'd mean the world. Peace out.